Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae. Please understand that all of the information, whether it be by Dr. Kaylee, Dr. Madeline, or our guest, is all solely based on personal and professional opinion. Nothing that we say or give information on should be utilized in place of any medical advice that has been given to you. If you are experiencing any medical symptoms, signs of issue or dysfunction, please make sure that you follow up with your physician and make sure you are following all of the plans of care. We are not saying that we have a physician-patient relationship with any of our listeners, so therefore we do not have any liability with what you do with the information that you gain from this podcast. Thank you so much again for listening, and we're super excited that you were just so chill, and you're ready to learn, and you're ready to listen to the way that we feel about what's going on in women's health care. All right. Welcome to another episode of I About Said Coffee and Vulvas Again. Oh my goodness. Vaginas and vertebrae. I am losing my mind today. I was just telling Dr. Madeline that I have been having a lot of sleep issues recently. So anybody listening, if you are like a sleep guru, please reach out. I do follow the sleep doctor. That's what people keep telling me to do. And I follow a lot of information. But anyways, Dr. Kaylee here. Dr. Madeline. And we're super excited to be here again. We are doing Zoom still mainly because I'm too lazy to leave my house uh, on a Friday afternoon. And much better for our schedule today. Yeah. And I'm enjoying wearing my sweatpants and just chilling and and doing my own thing. And so, yeah, we're super excited to be here. We're actually, um, this is the first one we've done in a while without a guest. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like reconnecting and bringing ourselves together again. So that's cool. And we're going to talk about something today that I think um, many of us struggle with, specifically women, because I I live with my husband, of course, and I never really hear him complaining or talking or discussing these types of things, but we're going to be talking about comparisons and dun, 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 right? Like Mm -hmm. nobody wants to talk about it because it makes everyone uncomfortable. But something that I've recently learned, and I didn't ever, like, I never thought about this being a thing until I started my business. And I think the cool thing is what I've learned. I say cool, and we'll describe what I mean by that in a minute. But it's interesting to see that, like, every single person that I know deals with this in some form at some point in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, because I oftentimes am like, oh, my gosh, why am I spending all this time worried about what all these other people are doing? Why am I comparing myself to all of these other people? I'm the only one that does that. And I often (laughs) catch myself in that mindset, right? And then I reach out to people, and they're like, no, I see you. I do that, too. (laughs) Yeah. I think, oh, yeah, so many of us do that. We're definitely not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy really. Cause I'm going to share a lot of like deep vulnerable things probably today. Um, but it's not easy for anybody to admit that that's an issue that they struggle with. 
I will honestly say that is probably one, that's probably the main thing that holds me back from doing the things that I know I'm supposed to be doing because I will get this idea or I will get this really like huge desire to do something and then I'll see it out there or I'll see somebody out there sharing something very similar and then I'll automatically like, oh shoot, like maybe I'm not good enough for that. And then I just don't do it. And I don't know if that's like the way it is for most people or if that's just something that I do, but I feel I definitely do that too. So it's definitely not just you. Yeah. 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 And I'll give you guys an example too. Um, I shared on my Instagram profile. If you don't follow me, I share a lot of like vulnerable things on there mainly just because, eh, you know, I'm tired of seeing everybody's life that is like rainbows and butterflies because that's just not the world I live in. (laughs) And so I share a lot of the deep, dark secrets. And one of them was I came across a page of someone that I know and I was coming across the page of a story she was telling and going through her postpartum journey and going through she's a pelvic PT and like all the things that she's learned as a new mom and I automatically went to I'm not a mom how can I serve moms and it really like put me in a dark space for a couple of days because I went through this like mind process of like am I good enough why am I doing this what am I doing am I actually doing like good or am I harming people because I'm not in that situation? Maybe I'm not the right fit to be a postpartum physical therapist. Maybe I'm not the right fit to treat my mamas because I haven't had the joy of being pregnant yet. And it's just very, um, it's very detrimental to the journey and the life that we're all trying to live when we let that overtake all of our other thoughts, right? And so I remember because I reached out to Madeline and I said, you know, hey, this is what's going on because that's my very first step is to recognize and then two, I have to admit it because a lot of times I won't admit what's going on or the feelings and the deep emotions that I have. So I have to learn to see that and then recognize it and then reach out. Now, the truth of the story is I waited about eight hours before I reached out to anybody and I just moped around and felt sorry for myself, but I did recognize and admit to that because it did put me in the state of like, am I doing all the wrong things? Like, what am I doing? Do I need to stop? Like all of those things went through my head and it was really crazy to see how long I let that go on. Yeah, that's tough. I've definitely been there too. I mean, clearly we work with, um, kind of the same population, a little bit different, but within the same. And I'm not a mom. And, you know, I've watched my twin who I practice with become a mom and realize that there's certain things I do that I don't think we'll fully ever understand without actually going through it. But um, I also know that like, we can still help those women immensely. But, you know, it's taking me time. Like I've definitely, like when I first started and so you will get vulnerable, I guess. Um, I was dating this guy a while back ago. And um, when, you know, I was building within my practice, within joining my sister and like pregnant postpartum moms were like, who I love to serve. And I wanted to do that. I was doing birth fit in St. Pete. And I went to like the birth fit summit. And I remember like, it was a big issue. And he had said to me, like, one, he accused me of wanting to have a baby with him, which we had ever discussed and I didn't want to do, but he was just like, I feel like you're doing all of this to prove that you can have a baby and like help these people. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you know, even within somebody who was supposed to be there to support me and believe in my dreams with me, questioned my authority on if I was able to fully help these women because I didn't have a baby and I hadn't been through the process. And, you know, I don't know fully what that looks like moving forward for me, But, you know, so having to deal with that and and work through 
the, that now belief pattern, like in my brain, which, you know, it's always there. I think a little bit for some of us, if we're choosing to work for that population until we, it comes up and we work through it because we just are like, are we, do we know? Can we, but yeah, Mm. I can. Yeah, and it's important to discuss. And I tell all of my clients this, you know, like I know, and again, I'm not, um, today, I'm not going to share my like fertility story, but <laughs> we'll share that one day. Um, but it's, it's more so like, I don't, I don't personally believe that the fact that we don't have children makes us less, less equipped at all. I actually think like, I, I am 100% confident in my skill and my abilities to treat pregnant and postpartum women. And I 100% am able to do the physical therapy aspect of what I do for those women. And I think it's really incredible because we can dive into this in so many ways of like, that's a professional side of things where I compare myself. But just today, somebody posted, and this is just a simple thing. Somebody that's a business owner that I also know really well posted about her nine hours of sleep she got last night. And I was like, well, shit, well, I'm over here sleeping two hours. No, no wonder I'm not doing all the things that I want to do. Like I'm not getting to the places that I want to get. And I automatically saw that cycle again. And it makes me wonder like how many freaking times are women like doing that? And what is that like root cause for me? It's social media. I have got to monitor my time on social media because if I scroll by any means, or if I do what I love to do, I love Instagram stories, but I get so stuck on them that I will like watch 56 of them in a row and I will feel like crap by the end of it because I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing anything. I just spent an hour scrolling and I should have been doing this, 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 and this, you know what I mean? And so like for me, comparison shows up in a lot of things. Social media for sure for me too. Mm. And what I've noticed is like, I'll like, I'm very empowered and supporting of other women and I'll like look at something and then sometimes I'm like, well, shit. Like, why does it bring up all that comparison? And then like, sometimes I'm like, well, some of that is because like, I'm watching these people do like the things I want to do that I haven't let myself fully step into yet as well. Um, so then that's like, well, why, why can't I do this? Like they can. And, um, so yeah, it definitely happens. I would say hundred percent like social media. Like I'm trying to remember at this point, it, social media has been integrated in our lives for so long. And I definitely, I mean, I was born in the late, later eighties. So I remember a world without social media and I'm so grateful that I got to grow up with knowing a difference, but it's so integrated within us now. And it has been for so long, but even last night I was like this, there was just too much overwhelming stuff on there. Not necessarily comparison stuff this week for me, but just some of like stuff posted on like what's going on in the world. And I'm like, I'm going to put this shit down because it's mm. just too much sometimes. But then in like five minutes, I'm on my phone again. Like it's yep. so ingrained that we don't even notice that we're like, we're doing it so much anymore. But then I'm a little bit more aware. I'm like, nope, put it down, send it across the room. Like it's fine. Yeah. And it's really important too, because I think a really uh, and super important, and I don't do this and I don't personally think that you do this, but the majority of what we see on social media is people sharing their best life. Yeah. I like to follow the people that are sharing the shit shows, like the baby's vomiting on you while you're trying to work or like the, yeah. the burnt dinner that you just made and like the coffee being spilled on everything or the tears that are being cried because that's life. You know, I, per, I, I love social media and don't get me wrong on saying that, but I, I do think that everyone needs to learn to step away from it at some point because it, be, it becomes so addicting that you don't even learn to be present in the time being. And a lot of times I will make a post and I haven't even like processed what I posted and I'll read the post and I'm just like, holy crap, I didn't even think about how that really felt. 
And then I just posted all of that. And that is how I feel. But why would I put it out there before I processed it and like got through it first, right? And so like our first instinct a lot of times is to go to the social media world. And I've had to really put a lot of boundaries and set a lot of different things on that because the comparisons, again, can really put us into a situation where we get stuck. We get yeah. stuck and we won't move out of that being stuck. Mm -hmm. I love the... Um, there's, there's this book I'm reading right now, actually, and I think I told you about it, Madeline. It is from Jennifer Allwood. It's Fear is Not the Boss of You, and she's talking a lot about that, and she does have a chapter in there about comparisons, and I'll make sure that that book is in the show notes, but like the comparisons about how we're stuck because we see everybody else's life moving in the directions that we want to go. But what you have to remember is that you're, you're in the position that you're in for a reason because it's your journey, it's your life, and it's the steps that you need to take to get to where you need to be. And we have to learn to be where our feet are, and we have to learn to be grateful for the things that we've gone through in our life and the healing process that we're currently being given to be able to process what step needs to be taken next. Because my steps right now are totally different than somebody who's been doing this for six years. Right. My steps right now are totally different from somebody who has a lot of success in six months. Like it's totally different because everything that I've gone through in the in my life is different from theirs. And we don't know what breakthroughs they've had. We don't know what breakthroughs they haven't had. We don't know what they're really struggling with. And so it's really important that we, when we start to feel the sensation and for me, when I'm comparing myself, I automatically feel less than, and I hear myself tell myself, are you good enough? Mm -hmm. And when I feel or hear that, I have to step back and I have to like remind myself of where I'm at and recognize that this person's journey is not my journey. It is, I, it is none of my business what they're doing in their world unless they want to make it mine, right? And like reach out and make it a personal communication factor, but it's not up to me to do that for myself, unless I get through the things that I'm stuck through right now. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a lot to that yeah. though, you know, I and mean, we can like, yeah, I sift think through that One part that as I continue to grow, I always like try to remember and re-anchor on amongst all things. When I interact with people in practice, like my friends, like we're all on a different journey and path. Like we're going to understand things differently. We're going to intake it or interpret it differently. Our response is going to be different. And just because we don't understand necessarily why somebody's reacting a certain way, like doesn't mean, and mm -hmm. it's also too, I think a huge part is, is like, especially with social media, like I'm not in charge of how somebody necessarily takes something that I put out there. Usually mm -hmm. that's something internal and in you that you have to recognize and kind of deal with, you know, and I think taking that responsibility off. Cause I, I talked to a lot of people about that, you know, and like, well, I don't want to make somebody feel this way. And da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you're not, I know like we're kind of raised in our belief systems and society to be like, you don't want to make people feel a certain way, but ultimately we're in control of how we feel with things. Yes. So. Yeah. One of the most important pieces of advice that I've gotten from several of my business coaches, actually, like in, in this past couple of years is it is never my responsibility to make someone feel one way. And it's also never my responsibility to make someone want something from me. So it's never my responsibility to make someone like me. It's never my responsibility to make someone not like me. And every time I remind myself of that, it gives me that clarity and that vision of like, I also recognize that I'm not for everyone. 
And I also do the same thing that everyone else does. Sometimes I don't like to read someone's post or sometimes I don't want to look at their video or sometimes I do see something and it just, it's not for me, right? And so being able to just accept that, allow them to have that space and then move on with your life, you know, but it is, it's, it's a process and it's something that you have to learn to do. And it's something that takes a lot of time to get used to. It gives you a great opportunity to practice laying boundaries. And I don't know, like, I mean, I'm the same way and I have to work on it too. Like boundaries aren't like the best thing I'm at. I'm definitely learning to like lean into that more and do that. But even like, it's so crazy to me sometimes that we're like so timid to lay a boundary on social media by like maybe unfollowing somebody or blocking them for a bit or just totally not unfollowing and disengaging with them. Like, it's not like, usually with some of that, like, it's not like real life for somebody like I'm forced to interact with, you know, on a daily basis or whatever with like work or something like they probably don't even know that I unfollowed them. Like, it's fine. You lay know, the even you peace of mind and stuff like that, like lay that boundary. That's so funny. I, um, there's an airplane flying over my house right now, by the way. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's what that noise was. Um, it's really funny that you say that because I also, I took this class recently from, and if you guys do not follow her, she is a, she's amazing. Marie Forleo, I think I'm saying her last name correctly. She's the one that like coined the term, everything is figure outable. She's amazing. Um, and so I was listening to her talk about something and she was talking about that specifically about, um, I lost my train of thought, Madeline. I totally lost my train of thought just then. Boundaries and blocking people or unfollowing. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, the airplane went by and then I was talking about Marie and I was thinking about her beautiful hair. Um, shout out to her. It's amazing. But yes, boundaries. And she said something in her talk and it was probably like the thing that she didn't even expect that would like touch anybody or reach anybody. But man, it hit me hard. She said, I promise you, you not following them for a day or you not following them for a week or you taking them off of your scroll list does not affect them. Like the world does not revolve around you. And I thought about that and I was like, Holy shit. Because <laughs> it really is. It's selfish of us to think that we are so important that everybody cares about everything we do, right? Instead of protecting our own energy, we are so concerned about protecting everyone else's and following their boundaries and right. telling everyone else to set boundaries and everyone else not to compare. But then we're like beating ourselves up about doing exactly what we're telling people not to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that we really learn to see that in ourselves and, and boundaries is a whole other talk on its own. Hopefully we can get um, Chanel Yoder on here at some point to talk about boundaries. The queen. <laughs> I, where Madeline and I have learned a lot of our coping mechanisms and our boundary setting and things, but like even just this week, and Madeline, I hope you don't mind me sharing, but we have both had a situation this week where we've had a set a, a boundary within our practice mm-hmm. with having a set schedule and, and trying not to allow ourselves to be pulled too thin again. Because something that I was talking to another business coach yesterday about was coming out of quarantine, going back to my clinic, am I going to allow myself to run myself back into the ground like I did before? Or am I going to take the necessary steps and do the things that are necessary to change so that my practice can always function and not have to function with me in it all the time? And I think that that was a big, like, for me. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the best things I think I've gotten out of, like, this slowing down time with everything going on. It's, uh, it was like, oh, I changed my schedule to a way to better served me as a person so I could be a better doctor for my patients. But it's hard because it doesn't now fit what the patients necessarily 
think should be my schedule or that type of thing or the availability that they want, which is hard as a practitioner to transition away from. But at the end of the day, like I have to be myself and and protect myself and show up as my best self so I can provide for my patients even better. And I think because we're doctors, we are so empathetic and we are so giving and we want to help. You can't constantly pour into everyone else or give all of that away without doing what you need to do because then your span of practice is limited. You're going to get so burnt out so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we've both been there. Like before I worked for myself and before I started my practice, I was 100% in that situation. And initially with first starting my practice, now my dog's barking. Um, Initially with first starting my practice, I was really bad about just seeing people when they wanted to be seen or when Mm -hmm. they told me that they needed to be seen. I I was working Sundays. I was working on Saturdays. I just did what I thought I was supposed to be doing. But what I noticed was I would go in and I started to resent the schedule and I started to resent having to go in on those days or I was giving 50% versus my normal 200 because anybody that knows me and has been treated by me knows that I am 100% capable of having all of my energy. Like I am very good at being fully invested in what I'm doing in the moment. And that is one of the things that I've always prided myself in with what I do, whether that is coaching, whether that's mentorship, whether that is with my clients, I've always wanted to be able to say everything else is like not as important as you right now. It's you and me. Let's talk. Let's go through this. Let's do this. And I noticed not setting boundaries was actually limiting me from being able to be that person and show up for that client the way that I wanted to. Now, I don't believe that it made me a bad clinician per se, but it made me not somebody that I wanted to be. And so when I started to, I restarted like to readjust everything during this time with quarantine and all of that and setting better boundaries with all of the things that I do, because again, everybody that knows me knows I have about 56 businesses. Apparently Um, I do a lot and I've had to set boundaries on when I'm creating social media posts. How many times am I going to be posting? Where, when am I going to show up to answer the messages? Am I going to let it like keep me up at night if I don't answer all of my messages at that one time? Or am I going to be upset that I didn't go in at a, on a Friday when that client really wanted to see me on a Friday and was going to go to somebody else? Am I willing to protect my energy enough? to step back, set that boundary and tell that client, I will be in when I'm able to, because you want me at my fullest potential because you deserve that. And I think like for me, that was a really big shift for everything during the quarantine specifically, because I think again, with me not sleeping right now, like I promise you don't want me to come see you at 8am in the morning. I swear. It is not going to be good for anybody. It's not going to give you the treatment that you deserve. It's not going to make me feel good about you paying me to help you. And as a coach, even like, I don't want to show up and not be fully listening. You know what I mean? So it's important that we think about that. And I think this is good because we have such a good mixture of clinicians and entrepreneurs, but we also have clients that listen to this podcast. So understanding too, do respect those schedules and those times. There's reasons that we do set them and everybody hopefully in business does set some sort of a boundary like that. Yeah. That's been a hard lesson for me as a chiropractor. It's a chiropractic world. Like you are taught to just serve and see as many people as possible. And I totally believe in like serving people and making, helping them on their healthcare journey. But it just, I mean, I'm just not one of those doctors that can do it all day, every day. It's, Mm -hmm. I'm so empathetic and take on people's energy. Like there's days I leave the practice just white. Because I've had a lot of heavy energy that day, you know, and I've heard a lot of patient stories who are struggling or 
or haven't been listened to by other doctors and stuff. And I can't yeah. imagine doing that every day. Um, and then I wouldn't be able to show up the way I need to for the patients that are there. And I think too, and I tell clients this a lot of times, um, because I'm just anybody that again, sees me or talks to me. If you ever have a conversation with me at all, even on this podcast, you can just tell like I'm an open book. I just don't, it is what it is. Um, you get what you get. Right. But it's so important to, to think about that in the provider that you're choosing. We talked about this a little bit when we did the insurance um, episode, but understanding that you are choosing when you're choosing a provider that does set boundaries, you're choosing someone that is choosing your care over everything else. Because for me, I set boundaries because you are more important to me than anything, right? Like I set my business because I want you to get the care that you deserve. I want to be able to coach you through your business. I want to be able to mentor you and inspire you and get you to where you need to be. I want to get you back in the gym. I want to eliminate the shame and guilt, but I can't do that if I don't also take care of myself. And so being able to set those boundaries actually personally tells you who the better doctors are. And I know I'm throwing rocks at a lot of people there, but most people listening, like it's just, if you don't set boundaries, you have to, you have to protect your energy because your energy is what makes you, you, your energy is what makes people attracted to you to come to you in the first place. Well, I think this is important too, because we do have a lot of moms that listen to this because yeah. moms are notorious, notorious for not laying boundaries very well or putting themselves last and and comparing and in comparison mom guilt so much like mom guilt right because everybody's life looks so flipping perfect on instagram mm -hmm. and i'm like no they're maybe not sleeping either they're just not telling you <laughs> like um so and you know and like kind of like we talked about earlier like i don't fool and i see this from my sister i don't by any means fully understand or claim to understand like what it is like to be on that mom level and have a child that depends on you and have a spouse and stuff like that. But what I do know at the end of the day is you're still a human being. Mm -hmm. You still have needs that are really, really important, especially if you're taking care of other people and you're the caregiver to figure out how to get time to support yourself in that, even if that means you have to ask for help. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. and, and that it's okay, completely across the board to do that. And it doesn't matter if Sally down the street doesn't have to do that because you don't really know. You don't know Sally's story. You're not really sure. Even if you're a friend, like they might be holding stuff back. Like you're not really sure. And just because maybe they seem like they can do it all on their own doesn't mean that you have to. Yeah. And even if they're making it seem like they're doing it on your own, you don't know if they have a nanny. You don't know if they have in-laws. You don't know any of those, those things in that situation. And again, you know, if you have a good group of support, and we talk about this all the time, a support group is so important. Your close friends are the ones that are going to be real with you, right? Like sharing you the real details, sharing with you. And again, I see this a lot in a sense of like, we all talk about peeing our pants when we go out and drink wine and things like that. And being able to have those people to connect with is important, but it's also important to surround yourself with people that are willing to inspire you and stay off of social media when you're feeling like you're a little bit down on that day because mom guilt really is real. Yeah. And the unfortunate part in the business world, and Dr. Madeline and I both like cringe all the time because we see it a lot, is we see a lot of it being utilized in the marketing world and a lot of it being utilized by um, 
people trying to make money from you. And it's really important that you just understand the story behind those people that are promoting those products, understand why they're saying those things and, and, and why those keywords are being utilized because you never want to purchase something or you never want to do something because you feel guilty not doing it, right? right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's important that you understand that. And then like the whole, the whole thing going down all of these like rabbit holes, of course, um, but kind of pulling it back in is you're doing the best you can. And at the end of the day, if you're alive, if your spouse is alive and the kids are alive, then you've done pretty damn good. It's like, the, I read, read like Rachel Hollis's like original book, like, right? Like listen to Audible like forever ago now. But that's like one of my main things I remember from that book. She was like, did you feed the kids today? Did you feed yep. yourself? Great everyone's alive like yep. some days that's it you you survived everybody's mm -hmm. dead like your basic needs are met and some days that's okay yeah and I always tell clients too it's a big practice with what I do is is teaching you to not get so stuck on what you didn't do because Sally down the street was showing that she did do that okay. instead of worrying so much about what you didn't do write down the things that you did do because I'm guarantee that you did do about a hundred things in the past hour that most people can't even do in six weeks. So understand that you've just got to be able to see that and, and live with where you are. Your journey is your journey. Your race is your race. You're, you're like, everything is just you and it's okay to feel the things that you feel, but going back to all the tips that we've given you before, you need to recognize and then you need to be able to push that out by coping somehow. Yes. Um, my coping mechanism for comparisons is literally, I will turn off my phone or I will put away whatever it is that I'm comparing to, and I will give myself three compliments. And I know it sounds crazy, but I will literally be like, you are that pretty. You, you are you strong. You can lift. You did reach that PR earlier. Um, you are a business owner. Like you did actually do that. Mm -hmm. And so then being able to move through from there, because then you're going to automatically transition all the chemicals in your brain to be grateful for what you already have. So you've got to learn to do those different like coping mechanisms. And Madeline, I don't know what it is that you do, but is there a technique that you utilize when you start to feel like you're comparing? Yeah. I mean, definitely into like affirmations as well. And then like, kind of just depends, like I'm really in, I feel like a really big phase of like self-healing and stuff like that. So um, typically I take it to my journal and I'm like, well, why yeah. do I feel this way? And like, where is this coming from? So I can understand it better. And as part of recognizing that belief and thought pattern so I can change it. Yeah. And it's hard work guys. Like I was going to say, I do it. It's not that I love to do it, but I do Nobody it. Nobody loves doing that. Yeah. It's important to me to keep growing and to keep working through that because the places I want to go in life, you just, it will hold you back. And it's not self-serving. Mm. Like I, all I know, and I'm sure you can just this is like, we're not guaranteed a certain time, you mm. know, in life at all. And that's been, you know, apparent from time to time, like several times in my life. And I think if anything, like what this quarantine and virus has taught us is like we're not in control of as many things as we think we are and we choose how we show up like we get to choose yep. are we waking up in fear and letting that dictate our life that day are we waking up and healing and working through stuff and and yeah. going through there because death is guaranteed like we will do that at some point we don't know when um mm -hmm. are we going to be okay with where our life is whether that's today or tomorrow or 20 years from now like we hold yeah. ourselves back way too much yeah, and, and I think it's important. I'm always throwing rocks, and a lot of people probably will get a little mad at me when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyways because it's Maybe what I'll I need. Yeah, yeah. Nah, whatever. 
even look at who unfollows me. I don't even know, like, is that even a thing on the, on the insights? <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. <laughs> I don't look because then I'd be upset about it, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, no, I, I think it's important because being stuck or feeling like you're not doing what you want to do or, or it's all a choice. You are choosing not to come out of where you're at. You're choosing not to take that next step. You're choosing not to try to get pregnant. You're choosing not to do, you know what I mean? You're choosing to not start that business. You're choosing to let fear hold everything and not go to the grocery store. Like we're choosing all of these different things instead of allowing ourselves to do what ourself does best and trusting in the universe, trusting in God and being able to just take that step forward and doing it because we know we're supposed to, because I can promise you something that I've learned as I've gotten older is, you know, all of those times when you're driving in the car or all of those times you just see something, I would really like to have that. Like that's actually a vision that can be handed to you or given to you because it's something that you desire and your desires can come into life. They can be real. They can be there, but you have to choose to move towards that. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn because that meant I had to choose to heal through my sexual assault. That meant I had to choose to admit that it happened. That meant that I had to choose to let go of people that were holding me back. That meant that I had to choose to move out of state. You know what I mean? Like all of these things that happen in life are to put us to where we're at right now and learning to be grateful with where you are, learning that you have to put those blinders on and stay in your own lane. Like you have to do that because it's so incredibly important for you to understand that everything that you want out of life, you can have, but you have to choose to do that. And you can't sit and scroll on social media and you can't watch what somebody else is doing or watch somebody else take it all from you because you can have it. You have to choose to move forward. And something I've learned a lot of times from people that and this happens, happens to me all the time. Somebody that launches a program that I was thinking about launching, somebody that makes a lot of money that I was thinking about doing like that avenue or, or whatever it might be, I chose not to move as quickly as they did. And it's, you know, it's something that I chose to do. I have to live with that choice. It's not that I'm going to feel sorry about it. You know, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself for not doing it, but I chose not to move quickly. And so why do I choose not to move quickly? Usually it's something's holding me back. When I work through that, then you can make that move. And I think it's important to remember to, to think about your decisions as choices and to think about where you're ultimately trying to go because it is a choice whether you get there or not. And I, of course, like this is not like talking about things that get thrown at you that you really, you really can't like work through like you can't control death you can't control like um, significant financial losses and things like that but I do like to think about and I do urge you guys to follow her Marie Forleo uh, Forleo I always say it wrong because it's like everything is figure outable and when she said that I was just like what the hell does that even mean but then I thought about it and if you think about like the worst things you've been through in life you got through them like you have a hundred percent pass rate and daily right now. Right. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you, you're pretty good. Like you're doing what you need to do. You're here. <laughs> and so think about that. And when you come up against these hard obstacles, what is that choice that you're going to make? And how are you going to respond without reacting? How are you going to actually move forward in the best possible way for you, your family, your future, and all of that? Mm-hmm. I like what you said, respond without reacting and try to, Definitely. Yeah. I just talked to a friend about that this week in terms of like just the situation going on. And I was like, well, what I'm trying to do a lot more now is not that reaction phase, right? Something that just happens and you quickly react because that'll definitely typically throw you into like your old patterns 
and if you're trying to change, but like actually just those things don't have to be decided on the dot right then and there, like giving yourself space to really feel and figure out what's going on. And what does that mean for you? Like, do you want to choose to react like you typically do and you know, it doesn't work for you and it's no longer working for you. Um, or are you going to choose to re respond differently this time and move in a different direction? Like, but giving yourself that space to take time to decide how you're going to respond. Yeah. And that permission too, because sometimes yeah. we have to choose things that everyone's telling us not to do. And sometimes we have to make a choice to do something else. You know what I mean? And I think that that's really important. And I, I hear that from moms a lot. And then recently it's just popping in my head from a mom who technically is being shamed in her group because she's choosing not to go back to work. And I think that's a beautiful thing because she chose to stay at home with her kids because she, she had the baby not knowing that that's what she was meant to do. You know what I mean? Like she had, she, she brought life into the world and then decided that she's not meant to be in the office anymore. She's meant to be at home raising her child. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And it's just, it's an incredible thing to be a woman who has permission and the confidence and the ability to make that choice, because it really is when your magic starts to show up. Um, my magic shows up with a little more sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> I was just okay. noticing for those of you that are listening and not watching on YouTube, my eyes are like, like they're heavy. I've got these beautiful bags and I say that a lot. Um, also anybody that has like skincare products that'll like make these things disappear. Beauty <laughs> counter has a nice, like cooling thing you can put down there. Oh, I might have to try that one. I've tried a lot of beauty counter. My skin's very sensitive, so I'll have to try them in like trial and error, <laughs> but that's awesome. Awesome. Okay, perfect. Well, I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good one. That was great yeah. to just chill with Dr. Keely today and chat with her. I love our guests too, but it's always fun. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's really nice, I think, to share some of our deepest, darkest secrets. It's not easy, and I hope everyone listening understands like it's not second nature for me yet to just be like, Hey, shit sucks right now. <laughs> but we have this podcast for that purpose for those of you that reach out constantly. And you're always saying, I listened to this episode and it meant so much to me. Um, it's so important. And remember that you can find our podcast on all of the podcast channels. We've got Spotify, iTunes, can't remember any of the other ones, but we usually post the anchor link. And then also YouTube, I upload all of our zoom videos. If you'd prefer watching. I was going to say, I got a few like responses back from um, Johanna's birth story mm -hmm. one. So just to like tell all the listeners that are listening, like we do love to hear from you and, and what maybe you got from the podcast episodes or what you learned or other things you're curious about. And, and like, it makes me feel good, especially like the birth story one. Cause I know we're both very passionate about sharing like real birth stories and normalizing birth and not letting it be this scary thing that women can't handle and all of that stuff. And I got quite a few responses back on that one on like, thank you so much for like sharing it. And that's everything. So it was cool. Yeah. Any comments you have, we love hearing any recommendations, or if you want to be on the podcast, remember you can also reach out for that. We are 100% open to hearing your story, whether it is business related, whether it is, you know, pelvic health related, whether it's chiropractic related, whatever you guys want to talk about, we can talk about for the most part. Of course, we'll talk to you about it first, but we'll come up with a topic that's great for our audience. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, you can find us on all of those amazing platforms. We're super, super excited about that. And until next time, we'll see you then.